And welcome to another episode of G220 Radio. This is Ricky Gantz, and I want to thank you for tuning into the program with me tonight. Uh, this is episode number 591. Man, we're just kind of moving along here in the program, and we are uh, excited about this series that we're going to jump into. This is Strange Things in the Bible. Strange Things in the Bible series that we're starting We've done an episode, I think it was uh, a month ago, where we talked about uh, the Nephilim. Uh, that's also a part of this series, but we're really kicking this one off now. It, it's that time of the month. It's it's Halloween. It's it's that spooky time of year where, I mean, I love to go to Cedar Point. It's a, a park around here, and they have their Halloween weekends where you go out there and things are spooky. I like to go for the food. If I'm being honest, I like to go out there for that. But we go out and everything is this time of year where there's haunted houses and there's all these things. And there's there's people that are uh, obsessed with uh, dark stuff, dark things. Um, and so we're kind of starting the series to talk about some of these topics that come up in Christian circles. Uh, and we're going to talk about uh, witchcraft here tonight. But there's so many things that we want to talk about in this series. Uh, and our, our desire is to get through them uh, either through the rest of this month or as we carry into November, December and whatnot, other things that may come along that we can add into the series. But there's so many things we want to talk about. And so I'm excited about it. We're going to talk about witchcraft to kick us off. And to do so, uh, we have Cameron Gillian. Uh, hey, with us. So Cameron, welcome to the program here. I don't want anybody to hold offense to Cameron. He is he's a brother in the Lord. Oh, we love on. him. Come um, on. this is our first time talking. You see, I'm I'm the 1689 guy, and and Cameron is a Westminster guy. Um, we won't hold that against him, but uh we love you, brother. We're glad you're here for the program. Uh, hey, if if, J if if MacArthur and Sproles could get along and be best buddies, yes. so can we. We're brothers we in Christ. We can too. Amen. No, all joking aside, we, no, we I don't want to be wrong about something. Yeah. <laughs> but all joking aside, <laughs> I really am glad to have you join us on the program tonight. I put it out there, was looking for anyone to talk about this topic. And and you you came in and said, Hey, you'd love to talk about it. And so here we are. We're going to be talking about witchcraft today. What does the Bible say about it? Uh, if you have questions, comments, you can send them to us there, either on Facebook, if you're watching there, on YouTube, if you're watching over there, or even over on X, Twitter. Um, if you're watching there, you can uh, get on Facebook or YouTube and send us a comment and we'll then see it. Um, but uh, yeah, you can send us a comment or you can comment afterward, or you can send us a message at g220radio at gmail.com. Again, it's g220radio at gmail.com, and we will get to those emails uh, when we are able to. So getting into this, Cameron, you're our guest tonight, but why don't you go ahead and let the listeners know a little bit about yourself. Tell us who you are. Tell us any info that is uh, maybe uh, relevant to this conversation, uh, and then share with us how you came to know the Lord Jesus Christ. All right. So uh, I just put it out there. I'm Cameron Gillian. I'm married, got beautiful four-year-old daughter. Um Love my family, love the Lord. Um, I wish I could say that I had some amazing testimony of I was out doing all kinds of terrible things and then God saved me. But uh, I was I was raised in the church, um, have been brought up in the church since I was a child, was baptized when I was seven, um, made a proclamation of faith at seven years old and then went on to live my life like the rest of the world um, until I was about 20 years old, 21 years old and uh, life hit hard. And the only place I found comfort was 
in, in Jesus. And so I started going back to church and uh, realized that maybe my profession of faith at the time wasn't either wasn't sincere or I wasn't, I wasn't working on my sanctification at all. But uh, ever since that time, uh, God has lit a fire in me and then he laid it on my heart one day when some Jehovah's Witnesses knocked on my door to, and I didn't have the answers for them. To, I knew they were wrong, but I didn't know how to refute them or how to lead them to the truth or anything like that. God laid it on my heart that, hey, God, you got to get to studying this word. You got to get to studying my book because it's all the only way you're going to make it through this world. And uh, yeah, that's that's my story. And that's so then the encounter with the Jehovah's Witnesses has got me. I've studied so many different cults and call them cults, false religions. They're all serving one person. That, that's the devil. Um, any any religion that's not pure, true religion, like James talks about, mm-hmm. this religion that we have in Jesus um, is is of Satan. And uh, so, yeah, I'm, I'm thrilled to be able to share the truth and of the gospel with as many people as possible. Yeah. Amen, brother. Amen. Um, so thankful, you know, the Lord has, has worked into your life, saved you. And then in dealing with cults, uh, it's, it's a very um, important thing for Christians to consider because, I mean, they're going to ask questions. We dig into the word. It's going to help us grow. And it's going to also help us be able to present the truth to them. Uh, one of the things I had a friend visit tonight, and one of the things that we were talking about is that there are so many Christians, well-meaning Christians, wonderful brothers and sisters in Christ, who at times may be ignorant of the scriptures. And when you're dealing with cults, when you're dealing with many of the false religions that are out there, it's going to cause you to get into the word, dig in deeper. Uh, otherwise, those Jehovah Witnesses, and I'm sure you could attest to this, they'll, they'll wrap you up in, a, in, a, in like a pretzel. Oh, you know? quick. Yes. Yeah. And they'll pervert the word. They'll twist the word, but they know the scriptures that they're taught and they use as a defense over and over and over again. And a lot of times Christians may not have those responses to give them. And so it's a great thing to encourage you uh, to, to be ready always to give an answer. Uh, and means sometimes we won't, but we study and we dig in. Right, brother? Amen. Amen. It has been a journey, but it's 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 an awesome journey. And the more you dig in, the more the journey gets uh, amazing. And you see how God has worked through so many different people in different times. And, right. and they didn't even know that they, some of them didn't even know they were being used or anything. So uh, yeah, who knows what God's using us for. Yeah. All right. So tonight we're talking about witchcraft. This is a topic that I said we've started this series, Strange Things in the Bible. Um, I kind of titled that, meaning that there are some things that we we think about. There's Are there witches in the Bible? Do we see ghosts in the Bible? Uh, do we see, uh, what, what are some of the demonic things that we see happen and take place in the Bible? What about aliens? What about Bigfoot? Uh, what about dinosaurs? There's a lot of these questions that come up. Uh, and I've recently found there's quite a few podcasts out there that are Christian that deal with some of these topics, some of which I agree with, some of which I don't agree with. And so I thought, you know, let's have a, a, a series where we can talk about these things and discuss them. And tonight 
Uh, as I said, we're going to be talking about witches and when we deal with wit witchcraft, what does the Bible say about it? So as we get into this, brother, um, maybe is there any encounters that you have? We can maybe share some uh, experiences maybe we, we've had uh, with professing witches or or something along that line when you're talking about witchcraft, a, a medium, psychics and and um, of the of the same sort. Excuse me. Yeah, no worries. Um, <clears throat> yeah. So actually, when I was younger, my brother, uh, unfortunately, is is not on the narrow path and is living in the world. But uh, when we were teenagers, my brother used to, whatever you want, a Wiccan or whatever it is, um, and he used to have his little spell books and do his magic stuff. And I didn't really care anything about it, to be honest with you. Um, it, it was just kind of weird and freaked me out. But um that's really my experience with it. Um, I, I've had some experiences with the supernatural, just weird things happening. But uh, I, I will tell you my my firm stance. I don't believe in ghosts. I do believe in demons. But uh, but so I, I do believe that what my brother was dealing with was was demonic and not of God. Mm -hmm. And. Uh, Unfortunately, I believe maybe that's been the the trap he's been in all these years, unfortunately. Yeah. Well, I'll have to be praying for your brother. Um, some, I'm sure there's probably maybe possibly a witch or somebody watching and thinking when I started to choke there and couldn't couldn't think that they must have put a hex on me, right? Um, when I was – yeah, they put a spell on me. Um, when, when I was uh, in high school – I worked at a convenience store and I grew up in church. I'm not going to get into a long details, but I wasn't a Christian. I didn't, I grew up in church, would have said I was a Christian. So I believed the gospel. I believed these things mentally, but not, it wasn't transformal. Right. Yeah. And so I worked at a convenience store and then I worked my way up to being a night manager of this convenience store. And there was a guy there who said he was a practicing witch or wizard Wiccan. Uh, and we didn't get along. And he told me that he put a, put a spell on me, put a hex on me. Right. And I was stacking these bottles and a bottle broke and a piece of glass came and cut the top of my ear. And he said, that was my hex. See, that's what's going to happen to you. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I really just like, okay, whatever, whatever, man, you know, like <clears throat> you're a little out there, but that was my first time. I think encountering someone that, that said they were in this kind of Wiccan or witch Right. Um, but then as I've been a Christian, I've actually encountered more witches than I have in the past. When I go out to do abortion ministry, when I go out on the streets and do evangelism, I've run into people that are practicing witches. Uh, we had we talked about it on the show last week when we talked about um, uh, abortion that <clears throat> Pastor Darren Stid had mentioned how there are some witches that go around and follow them from event to event where they go and speak against abortion. Um, and I've, I've seen that. We, we was at a, a place down in Columbus preaching it at a Planned Parenthood against abortion, and there was a witch there. She was drawing things on the ground, saying she was putting hexes on us and spells, casting spells, and ringing a cowbell the whole time we were preaching to try to drown us out. Um, and I've seen this individual at more than one event <clears throat> where people were preaching against uh, abortion. And I've seen it at other places where I've gone for abortion, others who practice witchcraft. And so it's out there. There are those who are 
involved in it. Um, and many of those who would say, and we'll talk about this, that, that they are practicing witchcraft, that it's not a worship of Satan, that it's not a worship of any deity. Maybe it's Mother Earth. Maybe it's something spiritual that they're worshiping. Uh, but the reality is, as we get into this, it is a worship of Satan. It's, it's a false teaching. It's a false uh, uh, belief system that cannot bring forth life. <clears throat> and so we are going to talk about that here today on the program when we look at some of the scriptures. Go ahead. One other quick experience, um, and I have not met this lady. I think I told you a little bit about it in our chat, but uh, my stepdad actually works with a woman that is a professing witch. Um, she's a polygamist and a professing witch. And uh, <laughs> I thought I thought this was pretty funny. Um, she was living in one of her, I think her granddad's house and her granddad found out that she was a witch and kicked her out of the house. And instead of renting the house out or moving back in, her granddad said he wanted nothing to do with her witchcraft and bulldozed the house. Yeah. <laughs> Cause he said he was done. He, he wasn't having no part of it, but like that, that opens my eyes up seriously to that's I live in the Bible belt. You were talking about you're up North. I'm down here in South Carolina, which is the Bible belt. There's a church on every other corner. And to think that that could be going on here. We actually, this weekend in Aiken, South Carolina, there's a big witches ball that it's there'll probably be three or 400 people at that. It's a big get together of witches. Right. Um, it's wild. Yeah, well, that's why I said when we started this series, it's that time of month. It's it's October. It's that spooky time, right? And so you're going to have a lot of people having these pagan festivals, these gatherings of, of witches up in Salem. Um, there's, there's just everywhere. Even here, locally, I've seen a, a friend of mine who does street evangelism as well had posted that there's going to be these witches march in his community. And um, this is coming up here within the next week or so. <clears throat> so it, it is present. But let's talk about it a little bit here. Let's get into yeah. some of the popularity when it comes to witchcrafts. When I think of witches, you think evil, wicked, um, scary, uh, dark, uh, ugly, because you think, I think of the Wicked Witch of the West, you know? Yeah, I think um, of the woman with the long nose and the yeah, wart long nose. nose the hat. But even in that, when you think about the Wizard of Oz, they portrayed the Wicked Witch of the East and the West as these wicked witches. But then you had Glinda, the good witch of the North portrayed as a pretty beautiful and like a princess kind of dress. And even when you think back to then there was this dichotomy. Yeah. You have bad witches, but there's good witches. Right. So you think of that with, with just even the wizard of Oz, right. And we watch it, we see it. We know that the wicked witch is evil. It's bad. And, um, let's see, we got a comment here. Oh. And uh, <clears throat> here we go. And then uh, um, you think of others when, you know, we talked a little bit before the program about Disney and you, you look at the little mermaid and there's Ursula, this sea witch who's demonic, evil, wicked, you know, um, portrayed that way in the movie. You have the um, uh, evil queen from Snow White portrayed that way. This witch who cast a spell on Snow White through this apple right? An evil, wicked witch. Um, you have Maleficent in Sleeping Beauties is portrayed as this wicked, evil individual. Um, then you have 
also this the, where they they try to change the look of a of a witch of an evil individual from being evil bad uh to positive and even not too long ago disney had a show come out maleficent a movie where they portrayed her as um misunderstood as the hero to make you feel sorry for the the evil individual and call as the bible tells us that which is evil good good yeah right amen. and so you have this you have then there's others tv shows like a uh, bewitched which was a TV show back, I don't know, 50s maybe. It was in black yeah, and white. 50s, 60s. 50s where this housewife, you know, twitches her nose and gets things done. Um, they portrayed it as this being something good, popular. The Charm series, the old one. And I, I think there was a new one that came the out. The new one's long. even worse. So yeah, I'm no sure. A lot of times so newer stuff get more darker <laughs> and they get more perverted. But. <laughs> Oh man, it's Go so ahead. bad. I was just yeah. gonna say I, I've seen bits and pieces of the new one, and it's just it's so bad. Not only is it witchcraft, like the first one was just it was total witchcraft, and that's what it was all about. The new one is not just witchcraft, it's they've thrown in everything that God has called an abomination and just yeah. threw it into a TV show. It's awful. Yeah, we may have some practicing witches in the, the comment section here with looks, us. I'm not sure. But, but you see this presented as something positive, right? The Charmed shows where they were going around uh, as the heroes, as the good guys, so to speak. In Almost, in something, almost something to aspire to be. Like it's... Yeah. It, yeah, absolutely. And, and then there's a few others. There was like, I think growing up, I remember there was Sabrina, the teenage witch. And I know they did a newer one again. It's probably more dark perverted. Right. I didn't watch that. Um, and uh, then there's a, a show I've come across on and you're flipping through, you know, like the Hallmark channel or something. I think it was like the, uh, the good witch. And I, I didn't see it, but you see like, as you're flipping through, okay, here's a title. And it's kind of portrayed as some kind of uh, romantic kind of movie. They romanticize it. Um, and she's supposedly this good witch. So they take this idea of witchcraft, of, of witches. Uh, you take psychics. Uh, that's another thing I forgot to mention. That one time in locally here, there's some psychics that have their shops. Well, me and a buddy was out evangelizing. We decided we'll stop and knock on the door and give them the gospel. <laughs> that went well. See, see if they knew we were coming. But... um. <laughs> She didn't, but, um, but, uh, you know, psychics and they, they portray these things on TV, these individuals who practice such things as if they are good, as if it, it is good. And, and we've already mentioned the Bible says that they will call that, which is good, evil, and that, which is evil, good. And they'll pervert the truths of God, right? For mm -hmm. a lie, for a lie. And so, um, those are just some of the things that I wanted to kind of touch on because of, it's how it influences our culture. The media influences our culture. It can be influenced for the good and it can be influenced for the bad. And so we have to be discerning when we're watching these things, especially with our children, not to, not to necessarily uh, be legalistic and just uh, cover everything so that they are not exposed to anything, our children, but we, the things that we do expose them to, we want to be able to talk these things through with them so that they can learn to be discerning, that they can learn to, to see and recognize things themselves. Yeah, absolutely. Ahead, no, absolutely. That's why we, especially with my child, I've got a little four-year-old girl and I'm 
trying to raise her up. We're working on songs right now that are talking about the armor of God and putting mm. on the armor of God. And that's exactly what we have to do. Like you said, if, if we can't, we can't not be around it 24 seven, or we mm. just, God would have to take us out of this world. It's just a mm. fact. Um, but we can learn how to, how to combat it, how to be soldiers for Christ and how to stand firm in our faith. And, you said how to give an account for the hope that's within us with that gentleness but uh with boldness at the same time yeah yeah absolutely this, and so as we, we we look at this right we, we want to look at what the scriptures say because the, the bible tells us about uh whether the bible gives us truth the bible is the word of god i know some people that are watching probably right now don't believe that they don't believe that the word of god is the word of god they don't believe in the one true and living god the one who has given them breath who has given them life who is even in his long suffering and patience allowing these individuals to blaspheme it right um and and yet they will still have to give an account to this God on that day of judgment. So our prayer for you, uh, that if you're watching this program and you're practicing witchcraft, a psychic medium, is that you would hear these truths and that you would repent of that and turn to Christ because he's the only one in which you can find hope. And so when we think about this, we, we think about in the scriptures, in Samuel, 1 Samuel uh, chapter 28, it gives us this account right? Uh, of a medium, of a witch, uh, the witch of Endor. And it, it almost sounds Star Wars, like the witch of Endor. The right? witch of, that's what, yeah. First time I ever heard that, I thought it was a Star Wars thing. <laughs> right, right. And so, so, but it is in the Bible. There's an account here. And one of the things you got to understand about the Bible is the Bible is historical narrative. It's written down. Moses giving us the first five books of the Bible, uh, Genesis through Deuteronomy. And then you have these other authors coming in and writing in the Old Testament and then so forth in the New Testament. And so it is, it is God's word through men moved by the Holy Spirit as they are writing in their own character, their own style of write, writing, their own personality comes out in their writing, but yet it is still the Spirit of God that is moving upon them to write what God wants us to have. And he gives us this account here in the scripture of this witch of Endor. And so I'll, I'll break it down a little bit here, uh, but Saul, who is the king of Israel, their first king, he's um, as Samuel is the prophet, Samuel dies and Saul is wanting to get a prophecy. He wants to hear something about a battle they're going into. And so then Saul goes to this witch, all witchcraft was banned, but he goes to this witch and tries to deceive her to pull up Samuel, to bring up Samuel so he can get this prophecy from him. Go ahead. You want to no, say I was going to say, hope you don't mind if I jump in really quick. I'm going to yeah, say, go for it. Saul, Saul's doing this because Saul disobeyed God, and mm -hmm. God is not speaking to him anymore. God, Samuel has tried to speak to God. God just, he's cut Samuel off. Um, and so that's the reason that, that Saul, not Samuel, I'm sorry, Saul, God has cut Saul off. Um, but that is the reason that Saul is now having to go seek something other than God because he disobeyed God and he didn't want to follow God's leadership. And so God said, I'll cut you off. And he did. Um, but go ahead. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Because he's cut off now because he disobeyed God, as you said. And so he's going to this witch 
and he goes to her and he, and he's asking her to bring up Samuel to speak to him to, so that he can hear from God. Right. So he's going to a source that we'll see when we look at some other scriptures that God says not to go to, don't go to these sources. Don't these necromancers, these, these psychics, these mediums, uh, these soothsayers, these individuals, these charmers and whatnot, you don't, you don't go to them. Uh, this is of another spirit. Uh, this is not of God. Right now, they may be able to interact with familiar spirits and demonic spirits. Right. And so they may have some knowledge of some things that they're receiving from a demon. Right. But God says, don't go to these practices. And Saul does this Saul already can't hear from God because of his disobedience. And then he's going to this witch of Endor. And now there's there's discussion on whether people there's some that believe that this wasn't really Samuel some believe it was Samuel I'm under the impression that it was Samuel because of the way this witch responds Yeah I'm she's total agreement it. total yeah. total agreement and when Sam, Samuel's response why have you disturbed me <laughs> I <Yeah>. mean <laughs> right but a demon coming up wanting to pretend to be Samuel I don't think he's coming up saying why'd you disturb me he's going hey I'm here what's up right what, how can I help you <laughs> right right and I think I mean we're gonna do a show on ghosts next week um but I can't wait to hear it yeah but in talking about even that so Samuel comes up the Bible tells us because some people say well see you can bring up the dead right no this is not a common practice. This is why the witch is, is like in shock yeah. that Samuel's there because the familiar spirits that she speaks to are demonic spirits. Whether she's speaking to familiar spirits or she's doing trickery, which right. happens a lot. Right. More often than not, people are just scamming people out of yep. their money. Um, but there, like you said, there are familiar spirits. There are mm -hmm. demonic spirits out there that people can interact with. And if you're not careful with it, that is exactly what will happen. Right. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, and, and by her response, you see that she's, she's, she's taken back by this. Now this is in chapter 28. Again, we're not going to read all of this, uh, but I, I'm giving you this so you can go ahead and look through the context. We're going to pull up some scriptures on witchcraft, but I want to show you that this is in the scripture. Um, and then as she, she speaks uh, or, or as she brings this up and it comes up and it's, it's, it's Samuel. I believe that what we see here is not that we can speak to ghosts. The Bible tells us it's appointed unto man wants to die. And then the judgments that ghosts don't exist. Right. But this is God bringing Samuel up who has the power of life and death. Right. This is why this woman is, is shocked. Uh, I have to watch some of these comments. I'm going to throw some up there, but some of them are just here to scoff and, and mock, which if you want to interact, I'm all for it. We can interact. This part, um, the last, the last one's a good one. This is actually yeah. in my city. Um, that's yeah. that person lives. I'm not going to say who it is. They live in my city. And uh, you want to go yeah, ahead and read out loud. Shocking. Yeah. said so it seems today that by the world's view that being a witch is popular and the thing to do said I was shocked at a huge witchcraft department that that I encountered at a very popular bookstore last week. Mm. Um, but uh, okay, she outed herself yeah. in the group, but that's okay. But uh, <laughs> but uh, anyway, yeah, I mean, this is right here in our hometown, man. This is yeah. the sitting just 
Ecclesiastes puts it very well. There's nothing new yeah. under the sun. The same thing that we were dealing with then is the same thing we're dealing with today, and it's the same spirits behind it. Yeah. Well, Catrice, we want to thank you and welcome you to the program tonight, and, and I'm sure your son does as well. Yeah, uh, thanks, Mark. <clears throat> yeah. But we, we see that here with, with this witch. She's shocked by it. This is God having the power of life and death. That's why I think also she's shocked by this. This is why I also believe it is Samuel, um, you know, because the Bible tells us it's a point on a man wants to die, then the judgment. Then they stand before God. Right? Absent from the body, present with the Lord. Yep, absent with the body, present with the Lord. <clears throat> it's better to die uh, and go and be with Christ because you're in his presence, right? Uh, as Paul says. Um, and so we see that here. There's this encounter with this witch. So it, it's in the scriptures that there is this witch that we do encounter. Uh, but then we look at some other passages, some other passages that are dealing with um, witchcraft. And so yeah. we can go to, go ahead. I was going to say, can I read one really quick that yeah, uh, we, don't, we don't have here on our little thing? Okay. Um, because I think Saul, Saul did this already having Scripture revealed to him, telling him mm -hmm. exactly not to do this and exactly what, what should happen when this happens. Yep. Um, and I just want to read the Scripture really quick, if you don't mind. Um, it's Deuteronomy 18, and yep. I found it hilarious because this is where I go to – refute my Muslim friends <laughs> about their their prophet. But uh, the first part of, of Deuteronomy 18, uh, let me find exactly the verse for you. Sorry. I had it just a second ago. Verse 10 through 14. Yep, uh, verse 9. Yep. Uh, and when you come into the land that the Lord God has given you, you shall not learn to follow the abominable practices of those nations. There shall not be found among you anyone who burns his son or daughter as an offering, abortion, um, nothing new under the sun. Right. Anyone who practices divination or tells fortunes or interprets omens or sorcerers or a charmer or a medium or a necromancer or one who inquires from the dead. For whoever does these things is an abomination to the Lord. And because of these abominations, the Lord has driven them out before you. I mean, it, it says it very clearly right there. Saul had no excuse. Mm -hmm. God gave him his word. It says there should be no, especially the necromancy, which is exactly what Saul's doing. Right. He's going to raise the dead. Yeah. Um, if you read later on in, into the scripture, it says that the person that does such a thing is not only an abomination, but they shall die. Yeah. And we see what happened to Saul and his son. Mm -hmm. They died. Yeah. yeah. And, and that's a great place to go um, in the scripture when you look at this. And there's some things that come up within this text, especially dependent upon the, the translation you may be using. Um, but some of the words that come up, uh, necromancy, divination, uh, those who, you know, uh, speak to uh, familiar spirits, charmers. Right. So some of these, just so that we can get an idea, spiritist, again, depending on the translation you're getting, spiritist would be the same as we're talking about psychics, uh, you know, fortune tellers. Right. Necromancing, as you mentioned, where this is people that are talking to the dead, trying to bring up the dead and speak to them. Uh, divination, again, is trying to uncover hidden knowledge um, through many times some of these other spiritual beings. Right. So divination. Um, 
And that also, these all go together. They fit you know, your tar tarot cards, all those yes. things fall under this divination. Yeah. It's and and it, it's amazing how many quote unquote Christians, some of them maybe just be maybe ignorant to the fact that they're partaking in some of these things, but they read their horoscopes. And yeah. you know, that's a that's another form of this divination. divination. That's all it yep. is. It, it's just another form. And and so these things are here. The other thing is a charmer. This, this is interesting one. When I was looking this up, this one who charms snakes. You think of uh what is that over there in India? You oh know, yeah, where they play the charms. Yeah. 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 This is in the Bible. This is the scripture speaking against these things, right? And and it's it's fascinating. And then the one that uh, is a consulter with familiar spirits. Uh, and if you read John Gill, great Baptist, great Baptist guy. <laughs> or <laughs> way to just no, 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 no. hey hey hey, I love a good Baptist preacher. Yeah, that's okay. No, it's all in fun. But Dur when Durbin's when, one. Of, Durbin's one of my favorite guys yeah, in the world. There you so go. Okay. There you go. But um, and hey, we we can't we can't say we're reformed here without you know copying over on the Westminster. So you know, amen. <laughs> Well, y'all just change a chapter or two and yeah. move on. No, that's Take just... a few, 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 few corrections. <laughs> <laughs> but, but these things are are there in the scriptures, right? And and it's important because God is speaking. And as you said, which I thought was a really important part, that when Saul came to this, he already had a foundation for this because the Israelites knew what God said about these things. Some other scriptures that I have here and, and um, is when you go to Leviticus 1931, let me, let me go back here. We go to Leviticus 19 Leviticus, this book with a lot of law, there's a lot of law in Leviticus, but in 1931, it says, do not turn to mediums or necromancers. Do not seek them out. And so make yourselves unclean by them. I am the Lord, your God. So Saul knows this. Israelites knew very well the first five books of the Bible. Oh, yeah. They know the Torah. They studied the Torah. It was read to them. They knew God's commands against such practices, right? I mean, to the point where they were willing to follow Saul and Samuel into going city to city and literally slaughtering every living person in the city. That's how much they had read their Torah and trusted in God that something that to me and you nowadays sounds like that would be a terrible thing, but God had a plan and knew what he was doing. He's mm -hmm. holy and sovereign over life, but they knew for a fact who their God was and that his word was true. So mm -hmm. Saul had no excuse yeah. at all. Absolutely. Absolutely. And then when you look in this, the next chapter, chapter 20, verse six, we see again, it says, uh, and, and this is punishment. This is a chapter talking about the punishment for child sacrifice. And you brought this up abortion. It's witchcraft. It, it's practicing rebellion against God. Well, it said it in Deuteronomy, offering children up to the fire. This is Molech that mm -hmm. they're talking about. And it's they go put their children up on this hot yep. burning metal God that they had yep. created themselves. God. Um, but the same thing's happening today. Mm -hmm. What is the abortion mill but just Molech all over right. again? Right. And many people want to argue that. They want to argue the facts, but they don't want to be logical about it. They don't want to be scientific about it. They don't, they don't want to really talk about biology. Ultimately, 
our final authority is the scripture. God said yeah. he creates life. God said don't murder. So therefore, God's word said it. Uh, and we believe God, right? And, and you should too, is, because he's your creator. Go ahead. This is why me and you can still be friends, because we believe they have scales over their eyes. Mm -hmm. They have eyes that cannot see, ears right. that cannot hear because of that that tea and tulip, total mm -hmm. depravity. Yep. Before God changes your heart and gives you a new heart, there's no way you right. it's you can't see the truth of of God even when it's laid out right in front of you. Right. It's, and 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 with that, when you you speak about uh, the the reality of total depravity, um, the Bible says that only a fool says in his heart there is no God. Amen. And the the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. So you may have some knowledge of things. Uh, but you don't have the wisdom of God when you reject him. So when you have these arguments or you have these conversations, and when I say arguments, I mean uh, discussions where you're civil discussions. Yes, yeah. yeah, civil discussions. Um, the, the rationale with the unbeliever is it, it, it's mind boggling because they can't have proper logic and reasoning in their conversations because they've already rejected the God Most who gives them that. And most of the time they're stealing from, mm -hmm. from the Christian worldview to, to make sense of whatever it is they believe. Right. Um, you have to steal from the Christian worldview to say that anything is right or wrong. And the right. fact that you're by you going out to the abortion mills and standing there, the fact that an atheist would come out there and stand there and tell you you're wrong, they have no ground to stand on. Right. <laughs> I mean, literally, who are you to say that's right or wrong? I mean, Hitler said it was right. <laughs> who right. are you? We're just right. Yeah, they have space dust. They have no each. basis. Yeah, no yeah. basis whatsoever to say anything's right or wrong. So right. So when they tell us we're wrong, they tell us our God is wrong. You have no basis for those things, right? We have a basis. You borrow from our worldview all the time, but it says here in in chapter twenty, verse six, it says if a person turns to mediums and necromancers, whoring after them, I will set my face against that person and will cut him off from among his people. So this is judgment against those who do such practices. This is a very, very serious, serious thing. Um, we go to Galatians. Yeah. Yeah. We go to Galatians 5, right? Chapter 5 verses 19 and 20 and it talks about the acts of the flesh if you get there brother if you can read that uh galatians 5 19 uh, and 20 yeah i'm almost there two pages this is I why. i've got my i've got my reform study bible here by scroll so it's taken me a little while with all yeah. the notes to big one there the thousands of extra pages yeah <laughs> all right what verses was it again brother? Uh, galatians chapter 5 verses 19 and 20 Verses 19 and 20. Yeah, it talks first about the walking yeah. in the spirit, and then it goes into what, what is the flesh? What is this these these works of the flesh here? Yeah. Um, now the works of the flesh are evident. Sexual immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, fits of anger, rivalries, dissension, diversions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and things like these. Yep. I warn you, as I warn you before, that those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. Yeah, and see, sorceries in there, and and all of these sins, right? They all go together, right? Because the Bible says, if you've offended in one, you, you've offended in all, right? 
And so somebody who is into these practices, and we see this when it comes to, you know, witchcraft, it's this uh, practice where you, you, you see orgies, you see these types of things, not in every case. Okay. I'm not broad brushing it, but you do see these things common in yeah. uh, many of these practices. Um, and again, if you don't have Christ, this is what the flesh looks like. This is the works of the flesh. Right. And really, so go ahead. No, no, go ahead. I'm sorry to interrupt. No, go, go for it. I say, I'm really glad you brought this verse up. I know we didn't have it in our little thing either, but uh, I was looking at this verse and looking at it in the Greek. And I don't know if you've, if you've looked at that yet or not, um, oh, but that word, that word sorcery in the Greek, do you know what it actually is? Is it pharmakia? It sure is brother. And so that's when these supposed witches will come up and say, see, they were, they were mixing up potions to give to people as, as medicine. And so that they'll equate it with pharmacy or pharmaceutical, which we mm -hmm. do get our word from it. It is derived from that word, but context is key. Right. And Paul is very clearly talking about the, the, the usage of pharmacia as as sorcery, as mm -hmm. as spells to try and cure people. Um, Paul obviously didn't didn't think that being a doctor was wrong. His one of his greatest followers, Luke, mm -hmm. was a physician, and obviously, whatever limited medicine they had at the time was able to dole out medicine and help treat people, but. That's not what he's talking about here, but people will quickly twist this. The Christian scientists will twist this, not just the witches. I mean, witches do it as well, but Christian scientists will twist this and say, you shouldn't go take medicine because that's just a mental thing or a spiritual thing you're dealing with. Pray about it. And if God doesn't heal you, it's because your sin was too great. Yeah. And, and drugs on the other side of that with um, uh, overdoses and, and being addicted to some of these drugs, heroin, um, which my brother is, that's one of yeah. the things he's fallen into with this witchcraft stuff. Yeah. It's, it's, that's, my it's a form of practice of this witchcraft. It's sorcery. Yeah. Right? And the Bible speaks against this thing. And we're not here because we're trying to um, bash anybody. Yeah, yeah. I love you. That's yes. the reason I, I want to come on here. You can see my face, know who I am. If, if I get docs, so be it. And, uh, but it, I'm here because I love people and want to share the right. truth. Uh, I want right. you to be there with me one day. Right. And, 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 and think about it like this, because I know there are those that may be watching that. Um, and we've seen some of the comments already, uh, in, in the, the chat earlier that were against us already because we're Christians. We're talking about what the Bible says, but as you just said there, brother, and as we're declaring to you, you may believe us, you may not believe us, but we genuinely care for our neighbor, yeah. right? The Bible tells us, we believe the Bible. I, I don't think that many of you, hopefully, would say we don't believe the Bible. We're Bible thumpers. That's what you would accuse <laughs> us of being, right? It's right here, and I'll beat yes. you over the head with it, just like I'll beat me with it. So yeah, yeah I'm a Bible believer. <laughs> so we believe the Bible, and the Bible says to love the Lord God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love your neighbor you as, yourself. as yourself. So when we are speaking these things from the Bible, that we believe God's word to be true, it's the most loving thing any Christian can do is share the truth from God's word, right? We're not here to be unkind. We're going to be bold with the truth. That may offend you. That may upset you. But we're not here to be unkind for the sake of being unkind. We're here because we genuinely care 
for those who are caught up in this practice of witchcraft, whether it be the pharmacia through sorcery, through through drugs, or uh, through uh, psychic mediums, uh, through uh, tarot cards, through fortune telling. Uh, uh, what's the one we brought up? Horoscopes, whatever it may be, these practices the Bible says are an abomination to him. It doesn't just say these, and it doesn't just say these practices are an abomination. Mm -hmm. It says the people practicing these right. practices are an abomination before God. I don't want to sugarcoat things. Right. And too often as Christians, we tell people God loves you and he's okay. Just, just lean on him for your understanding. Da, 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 da. I hate, I don't hate to tell you. I'm thrilled to tell you because here there's bad news, but good news. God, God is angry at what we've done. Mm -hmm. He was angry with me at what I had done. Angry with you at what you had done. He's angry with all of us. But the good news is that he loves us mm -hmm. even more. And he died on the cross for us so that we don't have to suffer that wrath and anger. But but if you haven't turned and put your trust in that God, you're not mm -hmm. you're not okay. Like don't don't just think everything will be okay. We'll find out when we get there one day. I'm here to tell you I've read the book. I, right. I trust anybody that raises from the dead that calls their shot, says I'm going to do it in three days and then does it. I trust everything he says. Right. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Well, Amen, brother. Get off topic. Sorry. But no, anyway. no, it, it's all on topic because, again, the point of this is to talk about this, this, this practices of witchcraft and those who do such things and say, look, if you're caught in this, right, as we mentioned in Galatians, the works of the flesh, any of it, whether it's witchcraft or any of those works of the flesh, yeah. there is salvation in Christ and Christ alone. And we're more than willing to have these conversations. We can be very kind. We can be very gracious in our conversation with you. It's not one of, again, that we're not here to seek to be unkind. But these practices are evil. Those who practice such things are evil. And, and we need to recognize the truth. And the truth will set you free. Amen. And Christ is Christ the way is the truth. and the life. Yes, Amen. absolutely. So another one here, uh, Isaiah chapter 8, verse 19. Uh, and 20. Uh, I just, and, uh, just did a Bible study through the whole book of Isaiah. Oh, Lord. wonderful. wonderful. <laughs> so, so verses uh, 19 and 20, it says, And when they say to you, ignore the mediums and the necromancers who chirp and mutter, should not a people inquire of their God? Should they inquire uh, of the dead on behalf of the living to the teaching and to the testimony? If they will not speak according to his word, it is because they have no Dawn, uh, hold up, please. Okay, verse 22. Um, and the dawn, verse 21. Uh, they will pass through the land greatly distressed and hungry, and when they are hungry, they will be enraged and will speak contemptuously against their king and their god and their face and turn their faces upward. And they will look to the earth, but behold, distress and darkness, the gloom of anguish, and they will be thrust into the dark, thick darkness. And so, Isaiah prophesying of the coming Assyrian invasion uh, and then spe speaking about the fear of God and waiting for the Lord is saying, these are the practices that are coming and, and, but you're going to be, it's not going to pay off for you. It, this is not going to pay off. Um, as we've already looked at these practices, God sees them as an abomination and those who practice such things, as he mentions here, they're going to be thrust into thick darkness. 
Um, and when we get a bigger picture of this, these are types, but we get a bigger picture of this when we talk about and think about the judgment of God for those outside of Christ who continue in these practices. Theirs is this cast into hell, which then is cast into this eternal lake of fire, this outer darkness there, where there is weeping and gnashing of teeth, where there is only, only judgment, condemnation upon you day in, day out, where the worm never dies. This is not a place where we would want anyone to go, um, but we know that there are those going there. And that is why we share the truth from God's word. Amen. Amen. I mean, you, you hit the nail right on the head a hundred times, so I don't even need to say it. <laughs> Just amen. Um, yeah. I think we'll go ahead. I, 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 find it, I find it ironic that we see the the parable Jesus talks about Lazarus and the rich man. And even in that parable, when, when the rich man is begging, Hey, go back and, and tell them that, that, that this is here. Mm -hmm. Even if, if he would have went back, they wouldn't have believed right. him. They, they couldn't right. have believed the truth. Mm -hmm. And they said, even if one raises from the dead, he won't believe. It, you cannot believe this truth. Right. It's so, it's so magnificent. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I can't believe that I can even understand one half of a percent of it. It's yeah. Well, let's, let's go into some of the judgments here. Um, if you want to go ahead and look up uh, uh, Micah 5, 10 through 12. I got uh, you. <laughs> I'm going to look up here. Leviticus 20, 27. This is now we're talking about, and you already referenced this, but in Leviticus uh, chapter 20, verse 27, it says a man or a woman who is a medium or a necromancer shall surely be put to death. They shall be stoned with stones. Their blood shall be upon them. Now, this is God's judgment. In the Old Testament, we, we look at these things, and, and I get this from atheists all the time. Well, you serve this God. He was such an evil God. Look at the things he did. He, he, he took out nations, whole nations, women, children, all this. He took them out. But what the problem is, you don't understand sin and the effect of sin and how a holy God is, is, is apart from and 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 not willing to allow this sin to continue to fester here. In the Old Testament, God had set his laws, and this shows his law against sin and how serious sin is. Sin against God is serious. Amen. So when we see God's judgment, it's cosmic when we see treason. God's judgment, yes, when we see God's judgment upon people, you look at it from this earthly mindset of a created being and say, oh, how unkind, how un 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 unloving. But God is holy. So one, you don't understand sin. You don't understand your place before God in your fallen state, in your sinfulness. And then you don't understand the grace and the mercy of God to save you from that. Yeah. To, to piggyback off of that, when we go back to that Deuteronomy 18 really quick. Mm -hmm. Yeah, go um, on. He says in verse nine, when you come into the land that the Lord God has given you, you shall not learn to follow the abominable practices of those nations. So he's saying mm -hmm. these nations are practicing these things. OK. Mm -hmm. And then he says uh, there shall not be found among you anyone who burns his son or his daughter as an offering. Mm -hmm. Atheists and unbelievers alike will come up and say, well, why doesn't God just stop evil? Why didn't he just come down and just stop the evil? You know, the Holocaust happened. Why didn't he just come down and stop it? But when God comes down and says the Canaanites are literally burning their children alive, mm 
mm-hmm. and God puts a stop to it, they have a problem with it. Right. Right. Yeah. And it, it goes back to one, you don't understand the seriousness of sin and the holiness of God. Yeah. And and if you understood the holiness of God and the seriousness of your sin, your state before him, right? Because what does man do? Man always thinks themselves better than they are. So they practice witchcraft. They practice sorcery. They practice necromancy. They practice all of these practices, right? Rather than worshiping the one who created them. Amen. It's idolatry. I would recommend to anyone, and I don't know if you're a if you're one of these guys right are you a living waters guy? I, I like living waters. Yeah. yeah, I'd recommend anybody that that hasn't accepted Jesus, doesn't know Christ as their Lord and Savior, hasn't been given this new heart to to go to Living Water Ministries and take their test. There's a test on their website. We tend to think, you said it a minute ago, we tend to think that we're we're okay, we're not as bad as the next person, we're good. Go take their test and find out how good you're not mm-hmm. and how, how desperate we are in need of help. Yeah, absolutely. Like it's, it's that, that was one of the things that really opened my eyes uh, when I was coming to the knowledge of Christ was mm-hmm. I thought I was okay. I thought, you know, I can just say I'm a Christian and I checked that box off because I was SPC and what yeah. saved always saved, which I'm, I'm reformed. I, I believe in, and all the tulip, but uh, <laughs> preservation of the saints and all. But uh, at least think I'd just check that box off and I could go off and do whatever I wanted. And there's people like that, such as Christian Christian witches. Yeah, that they've professed their faith. They've gone off and done what they've wanted to do. They've checked their box off, and now they can go harness that power that they that they think they got. Yeah, and and use it for witchcraft. Yeah, just as yeah. we saw, uh, is it Simon the sorcerer? He tried to do the same thing. Right, right. And Catrice has said here in the comments, uh, as humans, we want God to stop everyone else from doing sinful things, but we don't want Him to stop us from our sinful fleshly fun. And and really, it comes down to that. A lot of times, they don't think that what they're doing is as sinful as the next person. Yeah, they say, why doesn't God stop sin? Well, if he does, what's to stop him from starting with me and you? Right. And that <laughs> is why we, we have to recognize the understanding that God is a God of long suffering. He's Amen. Patient Patience. And if he wasn't patient with us, we would see the flood again. And again. God in his long suffering. Yeah, and again and again and again. But his long suffering up until the end of time when his second coming comes, and he brings about the judgment, the judgment of the living and the dead. When that comes, that that great white throne judgment, <clears throat> where those who are uh, uh, resurrected unto the resurrection of life, who will live eternally with Christ, and those resurrection unto the resurrection of the dead that will face the condemnation of God for all eternity. It's it's a serious thing. That's why we we speak about these things. That's why we're talking about witchcraft. Because yeah, it's a practice yeah. that's out there. There's so many people getting into this. It's more popular um, these days than it was 50 years ago. People practiced it 50 years ago because, as you mentioned earlier, in uh, Ecclesiastes, there's nothing new under the sun. Nothing new. It's been around. Forever. But it's it's become more popularized in our society. Um, you think about, we're talking about, it's, it's October. Uh, Halloween comes up. Kids want to dress up. They want to dress up like witches. They want to dress up like scary, demonic people. Uh, 
you know, things, right? And I'm not here to judge you whether you want to take your kids trick-or-treating, trunk-or-treating, all that stuff. Here, you, you want to do those things. But what I'm saying is, <clears throat> as Christians, we have to be discerning. We have to be wise. And those are dark things. We don't want to give our children the idea or the, or the, the thought that being a witch is okay. No, I'm going to ask the question. I'm going to ask it because you said it, and I feel it necessary to ask, and you can just hate me for asking it. And that's okay, brother. <laughs> but uh, is it okay? Is it okay for families to go out and participate in trick-or-treating and, and a day that is really about worshiping darkness when we're supposed to be children of light? Is it okay to participate in that? Well, if you're asking the question, as a post-millennialist, I would say we take dominion and we we then, um, I think we can participate in some things. We don't go take our children trick-or-treating from house to house, but at a trunk or treat at a church or whatnot, um, where we know it's contained, you know, uh, or if it's at a mall where there's a stores that are doing it, we know it's contained. Um, I think that there is liberty that a Christian can have. I agree with you. Yeah, I think there is liberty that a Christian can have. But I do think that whatever the decision that that Christian comes to, don't violate their conscience. So if your conscience says, don't do it, then don't partake of it. But if your conscience says, hey, I'm free to engage in this, you don't have to publicize it. You don't have to go out and you know flaunt your liberty. But exercise wisdom, discernment. If you're going to pass out candy, give away a gospel track in a candy bag. That's what right. I was going to say. That's what my yeah, family is probably going to do this year is yeah. we're going to hand out gospel tracts instead of candy. One, because I don't want to participate in the in the commercialization of of demonic celebration. Like you said, we're supposed to overcome these things. We can we can have a Christian, a much better holiday on the same day and, yeah. and take dominion over that. Right. Um, uh, that's why my church does Reformation Day. Um, we celebrate Reformation Day. But, um, yeah, we do the trunk or treat and that kind of stuff. But, yeah, I was just curious as to your answer on that because yeah. it's something that, that I've really been trying to flesh out here lately, with especially in the season and time that we're in. Yeah. No, and, absolutely. Um, it's a good question. It's one that we really have, I have to a four year, I have a four-year-old now, yeah. so it's really making me yeah. start asking those questions. Absolutely. You know, it's a good question to ask because, again, as parents, you want to raise your children, and you know these things are out there. These practices are out there. Witches, witchcraft. Uh, the shows on TV, you can't even sit down and watch Disney anymore without guarding your child as what they're taking in because everything is promoted. And this is a, and, and rebellion is a practice of witchcraft. And that's what's taking place all around us. You know, uh, do you have a Micah five? I do have Micah five, five 10 through right. 12. Yeah. Let's go right here. Micah five, 10, um, where God says, and in that day declares the Lord, I will cut off your horses from among you and I will destroy your chariots, and I will cut off the cities of your land and throw down all your strongholds, and I will cut off sorceries from your hand, and you shall have no more tellers of fortunes. Mm. Yeah. And I think ultimately I'd, I'd like to add 13 into it, and I will cut off your carved images and your pillars from among you, and you shall bow down no more to the work of your hand. Ultimately, what this comes down to is idolatry. Right. I mean, and it, it, it makes it clear with the very next verse in 13 that 
sorcery is idolatry is searching after a God in your own image that can help and better you when it's about you and, and it's not about glorifying the one that is. Yeah. Amen. And, and that, that's, that's the seriousness of this, you know, these practices that God speaks about as being evil, wicked abominations, and those who practice such things will inherit the, the, uh, uh, not the kingdom of God, but eternal condemnation. That's serious. Revelation 21, eight says, um, but as for the cowardly, the faithless, the detestable, as for murderers, the sexually immoral sorcerers, idolaters and all liars their portion will be in the lake of fire that burns with fire and sulfur which is the second death so this is a very serious thing very very serious thing um real quick we'll touch on it because we we're kind of out of time here but we were going to talk about uh we was going to talk about simon the sorcerer uh, are you familiar with one to maybe kind of touch yeah. a little bit on that go ahead go for it yeah, absolutely. Um, I was just reading on it just a little while ago. Um, so we see Simon the Sorcerer is in Ephesus. Am I correct on that? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. Okay. He's in Ephesus and he's a sorcerer. He's performing these miracles, if you will, um, divinations by other spirits. Um, but the, the people of Ephesus are following him wholeheartedly. And I believe it. it's Paul that comes into Ephesus. Am I correct on that? And ends up leading. No, I think it was Peter. I think it was, was Peter. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I'm sorry. It is Peter. It is Peter. I'm trying to pull it up right now. I'm sorry, brother. Just, no, it's okay. Chapter 8 of, of Acts. Yeah. I just <clears throat> told you I got this reform study bottle, man. <laughs> it's a lot of pages here. I handed my MacArthur one off to my wife while she did her Bible study. All right. <laughs> um, okay. So we see uh, chapter eight. Is that right? Yeah. Chapter eight, verse nine, Simon, the magician. Yeah. And there was a man named Simon who had previously practiced magic in the city and amazed the people of Samaria. That's where we're at. Samaria saying oh, yeah. that he himself was somebody great. And they all paid attention to him from the least to the greatest, saying, this man is the power of God that is called great. And they paid attention to him because for a long time he had amazed them with his magic. Mm. So we see Simon the sorcerer. He's doing whatever magic things he's doing. That could involve so many different things. It doesn't give us details, but we know he's performing magic. Um, he's a sorcerer. Um, but then, but then they believed Philip as he preached good news, the gospel about the kingdom of God and the name of Jesus Christ. They were baptized, both men and women, even Simon himself mm -hmm. believed. And after being baptized, continued with Philip and seeing signs and great miracles performed, he was amazed. Mm -hmm. We see the transformation of the gospel literally in an entire town yeah. by, by one person coming and sharing the gospel. Right. Somebody, this whole town's following this one guy that they believe is the great power of God. Yeah. And, and even uh, him, he, he, he believes it. He believes uh, it, but not really. 
Yeah, not really, but he believes it, right? He gets baptized, and we find out later than when he's following. So all these people following the things that he's practicing, then the whole town is going towards this Jesus that's being proclaimed. He's going with them, but then when he, when when the apostles come and they lay hands on and they receive the gift of the Spirit in these towns, he's like looking at this like, I could How use this make to make money. money. This? Yeah, that's exactly what I was saying earlier. You know, we have so-called Christian witches that go in the church. They say they get baptized. They say they get the Holy Spirit. And now I've got this power I can go put to good use. Mm -hmm. And I can go make money and I can go do this, that, and the third with it and have people follow me. Yeah. And that's what and, Simon's trying to do is he's yeah. ultimately trying to get his following back and it back to him and how he can make money, how he can profit. Mm -hmm. And what's good for him, uh, what's good for me is not always what's good for the glorification of God. Right. Sometimes I have to suffer for God to be glorified. We see it with Joseph. Joseph mm -hmm. suffered over and over and over again, and God was glorified over and over and over again through his suffering. So our suffering can bring glorification to God, and they're, all they're desiring is their happiness now, but happiness yeah. is fleeting and joy is everlasting. Yeah. And we see Peter gives him a strong rebuke for this, yeah. strong rebuke for this. And, and so there's judgment upon him for this. But I wanted to, 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 to look at that is because there are people, as you said, who will try to use Jesus as another, another notch in their belt, something to add on to their faith. that's already existing, right? It's out there. It happens. The Hindu um, culture does this a lot. Yeah, the Hindu culture does this. They just add Jesus on. There is no adding Jesus on. Jesus said there's only one way to the Father. It's through him. There's not multiple ways. There's not multiple doors. There's one way, and it's through Christ and Christ alone. Now, we see in Acts, continuing on, in Acts 19, um, verse 17 through 20. I'll read them real quickly. Uh, it says here in verse... Uh, and if you're running out of time for your sake, I understand. I'm I'm good. Yeah. For whatever you. Well, need. it's the sons the sons of Sceva. We see that here in this passage, um, but in verse, uh, let's see here, uh, verse sixteen. I'll start. Well, I'll just read the whole context. Uh, the sons of Sceva in um, Acts nineteen, verse eleven, starting there, said, "And God was doing extraordinary miracles by the hand of Paul, so that even." Um, so that even handkerchiefs and aprons that had touched the skin or his skin were carried away to the sick and their diseases left them and the evil spirits came out of them. Then some of the uh, itinerant Jewish exorcists, so these Jewish believers, um, these exorcists undertook to invoke the name of the Lord. They're trying to use Jesus as a way to, you know, invoke his name. You see people doing it. So, hey, let's do this practice too. Let's throw Jesus' name out there. Not necessarily Jewish believers. Yeah, not Jewish believers. These Jewish exorcists undertook to invoke the name of the Lord Jesus over uh, those who had evil spirits, saying, I adjure you by the Jesus whom Paul proclaims. Not the Jesus who they know, but the Jesus whom Paul proclaims. Because they didn't know Jesus. Right? There's a lot of people that will say they know Jesus. He's referring to Jesus, but he doesn't know Jesus. Matthew 7. Now, yep. I never knew you. Yeah. And so these these seven sons of uh, seven sons of a Jewish high priest named Sceva were doing this. But the evil spirit answered them, Jesus, I know. And Paul, I recognize. But who are you? That as Christians should let us know, like the, 
God knows us. God, if it's not so much about us knowing Christ, does God know us? And so if God knows us and we know then Christ, because he knows us, we love him because he first loved us. And these spirits recognize that we belong to Christ. They know you belong to Christ. These Jewish exorcists, they didn't belong to Christ. And he's like, yeah, we know Jesus. We know who Jesus is. And we know Paul, but we don't know you. They don't know you. And it says in verse 16, and the man in whom was the evil spirit leapt on them, mastered all of them and overpowered them so that they fled out of this, that house naked and wounded. Talking about an exorcism. They failed that one. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't think that's going to make a movie. No, that ain't making a movie. Uh, <laughs> and, and this became uh, known to all the residents of, the, of Ephesus, both Jews and, Gen and Greeks, and fear fell upon them. And all or fell upon all of them, excuse me, on, on them all. And the name of the Lord Jesus was extolled. Also, many of those who were now believers came confessing and divulging their practices. Mm -hmm. And a number of those who had practiced magic arts brought their books together and they burned them in the sight of all. It's great. So this is what we're seeing with, sorry, I had to cough there, but. No, you're fine. What we're seeing with genuine repentance. So we we looked at Samuel or uh, Simon, the sorcerer, wasn't genuine repentance there. He wanted this gift for his own gain, for greedy gain. But what it looks like with true repentance is they took these practices, their books and these things that they were using for these practices, and they burned them. They got rid of them. They said, no more. Like, they I'm literally turned away. They did what the word repent means. Too often our culture takes repent and makes it say, I'm sorry. Repenting is not saying, I'm sorry. You should apologize because you have committed cosmic treason. Yes. But repenting is not saying, I'm sorry. It's turning away and going the other way. And that's exactly what these people did. They took their scrolls, their incantations, their books, whatever it was, and they threw it in the fire and they had nothing else to do with it. They, yeah. they completely repented. It's, yep. Absolutely. There's so many more things we could talk about on here with with witchcraft and sorcery. And it's it's spoken yeah. about so many times here. And we're given so many warnings against this in the scriptures to encourage us, because like we keep saying, there's nothing new under the sun. And this will continue to be here and until things are continuing to get better. So hopefully this won't continue to be here one day, which we know. It won't, but, um, <laughs> but yeah, thank you for having me on here. Yeah, no, thank you for coming on the program. And I'm going to go ahead and give you like any, any last thoughts, anything you would want to share. I mean, cause we're talking about witches here, talking about this witchcraft sorcery. Um, and, and this has been the focus of the program, but ultimately we want you to know Jesus Christ. That's, that's the most important thing because men love darkness and witchcraft is dark. It's darkness. But Christ is the light of the world, right? And so uh, it's very important. So, brother, you have the last words, anything on witchcraft. You want to close us out with the gospel um, and, and just like share your heart with the, those that may be tuning in and listening to the program. Yeah, um, really what I've got to say is if, if you're involved in witchcraft, sorcery, or any new age practices, there's so many things we could talk about. Um, you're going to talk about ghosts next week and doing uh, paranormal activity and things like this. I know that they can seem fun. They can seem intriguing. 
to us. They are dangerous. Mm. And I'm here because I love you, not because I hate you and want to judge you for some crazy thing you've done. Trust me. I can claim with Paul that I am the chief of sinners. I think we all can. Um, I've, no, I'm not better than anybody, not holier than anybody. But the thing that I have is Jesus. And that is the only thing that will bring true joy and peace to your life. That you can, you can play with all these other things and they may seem fun for right now. And they may bring you a little bit of happiness because you're having fun. But they'll never fill that hole that is inside of you that you know something is wrong, that Romans tells us, Paul tells us in Romans that none of us have an excuse. We all know that God is out there. And my plea with you tonight is that you would turn to him and repent of these things and trust Jesus. If you're willing to trust in some spiritual something that you might not even know what it is that you're dealing with, Here's the spirit to trust is the Holy Spirit, Jesus. He's the only one, and we can know him through his word. He tells us all about himself, and he tells us everything that he desires for us as his people. And so if you're willing to, to work with spirits, put down the evil spirits, put them away, repent from those, and turn to the one true Holy Spirit that can save you and Hopefully I'll see you in heaven one day. Yeah. Amen, brother. Thank you for that. And thanks again for coming on the program tonight. Thank really, you. I uh, hope you have me back one day. Hopefully I didn't yeah. ruin, uh, hopefully no, I didn't no, ruin no. your new series. You're starting. Oh, no, no, um, no. Glad to have you. It, it's good to talk about these things and work through them um, and, and consider them because we are in that time of, of year, <clears throat> excuse me. We're in that time of year where, uh, you know, there's trick or treating, there's Halloween, there's uh, scary movies on TV, uh, uh, go outside and there's all the decorations, everything that's out there. You can't avoid it. And so as Christians, we need to be discerning. Um, there's legalism, uh, which can kill. Um, there's also freedom that we have in Christ. We have liberty, uh, but we have to be discerning. We have to be discerning. And we should never as Christians violate our conscience in that. Um, but we need to be wise and we need to exercise that wisdom. And we need to know that these are practices that take place in our society today. Um, many people, you know, probably 50, 60, 70 years ago, probably wouldn't have run around and said they're a witch. I've run into many people doing abortion ministry that have no problem telling me they're a practicing witch, right? Um, there's no shame in it. There's no shame in the murdering of babies these days. There's no shame in so much evil that people do. As we said in this program, they call that which is good evil and that which is evil good. And so we want to be a voice that stands against these things because God is against these things. And we want to tell you that because we want you to come to know him. And so I thank you for being on the show to talk about these things, brother. I appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. And then, like you said, any Christian um, that's listening to this, not, not any unbeliever, but to a believer, think about how you can make this day glorify God. Mm -hmm. Think about how you can make this month the month that seems to be about darkness. How can we make his light shine like a city on the hill, be salt to the earth and glorify God and all that we do.
Yeah. And if you're wondering, how can I share the gospel? How can I, I be a witness for Christ? Well, on October 31st or whatever day they do trick-or-treating, they bring they come all to your house. All you got to do is turn on the light and have a little bit of candy or something to give them. And they'll be there, and you can give them those gospel tracks, you know, as was mentioned there. So, um, But that's been G220 Radio for tonight. Next week, we will be talking about ghosts, paranormal activity. We've got a former paranormal uh, investigator coming on the program. Uh, so we're going to talk about that topic next week as we continue the series. Until then, that's been G220 Radio. God bless and good night.